Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to This Needs to be Said. Our friend, Attorney Peter Daigle, is here to talk with us about some very important information, as always, but this is critical because we've been going through a pandemic the past year, and, you know, the law has allowed for some things to be put on hold, and that time is coming to an end. So one of those topics uh, will be for those who have a loan, a mortgage, um, and that moratorium is getting ready to come to an end, and Peter is getting ready to tell us um, how to prepare ourselves or what we should be doing, what we need to know. So welcome back, Peter. How are you? Oh, thank you, Karen. Uh, uh, Catherine, very nice. Thank you. Thank you for that wonderful introduction, as always. We, we all, it's always a pleasure to talk to you. Always. So we are talking today about loan modifications, and yeah. mm-hmm. um, you were, before we got on air, he gave me a little little privy, uh, preview sure. to what we're going to um, talk about today. And this is specifically towards people who have a mortgage. Um, yes. These are things to consider, and I want y'all to yes. always remember. Peter's the expert. I'm just sharing the information, but your <laughs> um, situation is specific. Don't take this as your advice. Contact him to for your specific situation, and this is crucial. This information he's about to share because it happens very soon. So I'm now I'm gonna shut up and get my pen and paper out because I need to learn too. What you got okay. for us, Peter? Thanks. So. Just by way of a little bit of history, uh, as we all know, back in late February of 2020 when COVID hit, that uh, a lot of people lost their jobs and basically the economy just seized right up. Uh, So as a result of that, without the income uh, to Americans, the government stepped in and says, okay, we're going to put a freeze on foreclosures of of homes. And so if you you become delinquent or in default of your home mortgage uh, until that the pandemic is under control, uh, we're not going to foreclose on you, okay? Mm-hmm. And so people that lost their jobs uh, or had small businesses that weren't able to keep up um, um, did not have to pay their mortgage, okay, without the threat of a foreclosure. So since February, late February, March of 2020, um, when they first put the moratorium on, it's been extended a few times, okay? But the last mm-hmm. extension now is until June 30th this year. And there's nothing in the news or nothing out there that says that it's going to be extended any more than that because the economy seems to be coming back here. So what does that mean? What that means is that if you are delinquent on your mortgage currently, and usually the, the, the amount is about is three months, once you've missed that third payment, um, then the banks um, start uh, you know, um, putting you in the, in the foreclosure process. So if, you, if you're beyond three months, uh, you're going to want to talk to your lender because let me tell you what I'm hearing out there. So as of June, as of January 30th, the banks have the ability to, to foreclose if they want, um, but they're concerned about the amount of real estate that would flood the market if they try to foreclose on everybody. Uh, so mm-hmm. what they're going to be doing is, now this is also good news for not just the homeowner, but also the banks, is that the appreciation in real estate right now, at least in our part of the country, is really coming up, went up considerably. And so the banks, if they had a loan that was kind of shaky before because the, the amount of the money owed was really close to what was worth, the, bank was, was, the banks were a little nervous because they didn't know whether or not they'd ever see their money again without having to foreclose. But now that the values have come up, okay, 
and now the banks mm-hmm. are a little safer in the amount of equity that they have in the property, and they're so not so worried about losing it if they have to foreclose. Uh, so in order to not flood the marketplace, uh, the banks are going to offer, offer a couple of um, options. Uh, one is that, uh, and this is not all banks, by the way, okay? This is mm-hmm. uh, banks that are backed by the FHA. These are government-backed loans, which are probably 75 or 80% of all the loans in the country are going to go this way. The other 20% are, are what are called conventional loans, and they're loans that are given by your local bank. So if you go into Bank of America, let's say, it's more likely you're going to have an FHA-backed loan because those banks, they sell their mortgages uh, to the government or the government administers them, where if it's a little tiny, small little local bank, they might keep it in-house. Now, don't take that for sure, but that's kind of somehow it works, where loans are either held in-house or they're they're sold to the government under the FHA program. Okay. Mm -hmm. So... um, uh, the ones on, on the FHA program, they're going to be offered a deferral. So what that means, uh, basically, is that the amount of the, the – we're, we're going to call it the arrears. So let's say to make the numbers work, your mortgage payment is $1,000 a month, and you've missed uh, 14 of them or $14,000 that you're behind. Mm-hmm. So if you don't have the $14,000 to bring it current, a deferral takes the $14,000 and basically puts it at the back end of the loan. And you convert it to principal, so you don't pay it back that fourteen thousand back until you know the house sells or until you refine or something. So you now become current because the fourteen thousand dollars is is now um, uh, added to the back end of the loan. Okay, and these are going to be you know, hopefully we haven't seen all the guidelines yet, but somewhat simple where you just sign the form and say you've been affected by COVID and you want to defer the law interest and hope they're willing to do it. Some banks may require some paperwork, uh, but, you know, so be aware that uh, it's not set in stone as to how these deferrals are going to work, okay? But they're very simple, and if you, if you get offered a deferral, you should take it, okay? And the process mm-hmm. for getting deferral um, is really uh, easy, okay? Um, the other option that may be offered by some banks that have the uh, we'll call them conventional loans, loans that are not sold to the government, is they may not do the deferrals. What they may, that what they may want to do is what's called a loan modification, which is you may have heard those terms out there. And in doing a loan modification, it's a little bit more uh, uh, rigid on terms of the qualifications of that. And they require a certain amount of income, uh, and they look a little closer at your situation on being able to re, to um, approve it. So there's a little more looking under the hood so to speak, versus just, you know, checking the box and signing the name and getting the deferral. Mm-hmm. So if your bank is not allowing you to do a deferral automatically, they'll allow you to do a loan modification, which is um, it's a little more involved. You've got to submit bank statements, pay stubs, tax returns, and it's, it's quite a bit involved. But um, from what I'm told, uh, what hearing anyway, is the banks are going to be, they're going to try to be cooperative to try to get your loan performing again because they don't want all these properties having to foreclose because if they have to foreclose and take it back, that means they've got to mow the lawn, insure it, turn the water off, turn the electricity off. And it's just, a, it's a lot of administrative expenses for the bank. They'd prefer to let you keep the house as long as the loan's performing. Okay. Um, so I know I've given you quite a bit of information here this morning, but, um, and, um, but feel free to ask me any questions or if, I've, if you think I've not framed something properly, I'll try to, I'll try to rephrase it. Well, Never, I don't ever think you're not saying anything properly. 
I am wanting to clarify, though, because you said the FHA um, is the government-backed loans, and you were telling us, so um, how would I know that I have a a government-backed loan? Because some of us have gotten a mortgage, and it's been a while, and and of course, if you hadn't had to pay attention to it in the past year, maybe I'm the only irresponsible one, and I'll speak up for someone else who may have this question. Um, maybe I don't bank at Bank of America. Um, maybe I have a a small, you know, local bank. Is it possible right. that they would have given me a uh, federally backed loan or yeah, or not? Documents at the closing. At the closing, you would have mm-hmm. signed, you would have had documents for that. So the bank would have decided okay. right off the bat whether or not they're going to keep it in-house or, or, or sell it off, okay? Um, mm-hmm. So that's something that, you know, you, you may not know. But you could call the loan, your loan mm-hmm. servicer and ask, is it a conventional okay. loan or is it an FHA loan? So the question is, sometimes, is conventional. Yeah, because sometimes your mortgage company would sell your mortgage to another company. I've seen right. that happen. So yeah, it could, it, that could it, change yeah. Well, that could be just the servicer, though. Could you just be the servicer? Oh, okay. Could you be the servicer and who holds the debt? The whole, if gotcha. the whole of the debt is the FHA, that's the government, and they hold the debt. If it's just the bank holding it, then that's a conventional loan. Okay, okay. okay. And, and that's what I was trying to figure out. So what are the pros and cons if I do not have a federal a FHA loan? What, well, it's, like, what's what the my... bank offers? You, they're going to give you a menu. Mm-hmm. And you're going to operate mm-hmm. from the menu. You're not going to be able to create your own situation. So, um, my point of all this is that you, if you're behind mm-hmm. on your mortgage, you should talk to your bank or your loan servicer mm-hmm. about your options. They'll tell you your options. What are my options? Okay. Okay. But but, but right now okay. everybody's in silence because there's a moratorium and then nothing's happening. But after June 30th, if you're yeah. delinquent on your mortgage, you need to call your servicer and, and then you know uh, figure out what your options are. And I'm just, I'm just okay. giving you possibilities today. There's yeah, yeah. Endless, endless, uh, you know, opportunities. But it's really going to depend on what the bank says. You know? Okay. That okay. But that's I, what. I, it's, I just see, want to educate folks as to what's happening here. That's all. You know. I, I yeah. That's what I was. That, yeah. I'm tongue tied this morning. Get my tongue together. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so it's not that someone's going to be in a worse situation. You're just saying, hey, I'm putting you on alert. Con- contact your servicer, and thank you for clarifying that because me and my friends talk around the water cooler, and you just heard what I thought I knew. Hey, don't they change your your mortgage in the middle sometimes? You said no, your servicer, right? So yeah. um, even though that wasn't the point today, you helped me with that. Again, we we talk around with our friends. We need to talk with someone who knows what they're talking about to help put us in the right direction. And sometimes when things are silent, we think nothing's happening. And this is a great time. This discussion here is a great example of just because it's quiet doesn't mean nothing's going on. And because this is a almost like here right now situation, contact mm-hmm. your service or your loan service provider with your mortgage. Contact them as soon as possible, like as soon, 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 soon before the 30th. Mm-hmm to find out what your options are, and that's what Peter's sharing with us today. Did that exactly. get it? Exactly. You got it. All right. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're great at educating us, and I look forward to it each time. Uh, um, there's no way I could know all of this stuff with understanding. No way at all. Um, so thank you so much. How do people get in touch with you outside of this needs to be said? Okay. So it's, my name, again, is Peter Daigle, and my phone number is 508 771 Seven four four four, and my website is 
dagalawoffice.com, uh, com, and you can you know just Google me and find me, um, and then I'll be happy to either send you a copy of my book, set up a consultation, um, or whatever. But we'll, you'll, you'll find me, and I'll find you. Absolutely. Until next time, you have a super day. Thank you. Okay, Catherine. Thank you. Bye-bye now. Thank you for tuning in to This Needs to be Said. I hope you've gained something from what has been shared. Send me your comments and show ideas through the website at tntbsmedia.com. I'd love to hear from you.